0: Welcome to the 22nd ever episode of the Iced Coffee Hour. Of the Iced Coffee Hour. We have made so far $7,333. Yeah.
1: So welcome back (laughs) to the podcast.
0: That was good. You know, people call uh, you Las Vegas Graham. Yeah. And they call you. You kind of look alike. And we got the same. LA Andre. Yeah. (laughs) And Las Vegas Graham. But now you're coming here. Yeah, exactly. Right. So now we got two Las Vegas Grahams. I know. One of them is an <laughs> imposter. The 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 nice one and the evil one.
1: <laughs> which one's which? You're definitely the evil one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyway, so Andre you have a really cool story. You started off with magic. Yes, then you got into personal finance and you started making YouTube videos on personal finance with some really incredible editing and you incorporate magic into your videos and you're quickly approaching a million subscribers is not that crazy a million a million a That's million huge. and you've been growing yeah.
1: really really fast. Too. Yeah, it's crazy. Fast. Get me to a million please. Subscri- everyone yeah. subscribe to Andre. Yeah. stop what you're doing right now and subscribe to Andre. Thank you. Yeah. We'll push you over a million. Thank you. Yeah. And then you bought some Pokemon card packs. Today. I, I did. Box. You want to see Scroll. a million? I do. All right. So yeah. welcome. You are one of the most highly requested guests that people want on the podcast. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Well, here I am. So thank you so
2: much for coming on. Of course, yeah, the most anticlimactic guest ever. Hi.
0: No, this is going to be a great episode because before we even started filming, you wanted to show us your Pokemon cards. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to see. It. I don't That's want to see. It. Right. I want to wait uh, until we start filming. So why don't we introduce you really quick? Sure. So I don't know how you want it. Like I'm just going to freestyle it here. But you started in magic. Yeah. And you were what is it? What do you call it? The cardistry, right?
2: Yeah. So it's really
0: interesting. Do you want me to tell you that story? Yes, I do. For oh, the
2: two people that care. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a so in magic, which is basically what you're doing. You're doing card tricks to fool people, to entertain people, right? That's the David Copperfields, the Chris Angels, the David Blaines. But within magic, there was a rift. There was a separation of people who had two different mindsets, and there was a, an art form emerged that was called. Flourishing, right? Flourishing is basically like if I had a deck of cards, I could show you, but it's like when you a magician fans a deck of cards and I'm like, pick a card, right? The flourish is the deck of cards that was fanned, or like the spring, you know, the little that people do. Mm -hmm. That's called a flourish. So a flourish is when you do an action to accentuate a bigger intent. So in the sense, the intent is for you to pick a card. Mm -hmm. But the action is like really pretty flourishy thing. Like he twirled his hat with a flourish, right? So a bunch of guys got together and they were like, what if we took out all the flourishes for magic and just did that? Like there was no larger intent. There's no card tricks. I just want to do cool, like flippy stuff with cards. And out of that came this art form called cardistry. So I was kind of around since the beginning of it, which was like in 2002. Mm. And I've been around since then, which was crazy. And yeah, we just took a bunch of these flourishes and made it into an art form. And, uh. Yeah, that's the story of cardistry. It looks way cooler when you actually see what it looks like. I've
0: seen some of these guys, they do the flips where they take it from one hand, they flip it up and they do the curl.
1: And (laughs) so you were able
2: to do that. Yes, the overhead spring. Wow. Do you know
1: magic as well?
2: I do. Yeah, I started off with magic, which was crazy because my parents do gymnastics. Like they're circus lay acrobats. So I'm a circus kid. Like I travel the world with my parents. We travel to like Germany, Switzerland, Belgium, Holland, like all over Europe. And then my parents were like, well, we have a kid. Let's settle down because he needs to go to school. So my dad got called to Cirque du Soleil here in Vegas to go and perform. Mm. And uh, yeah, we settled down here in Vegas. I started going to school. And I always saw my parents growing up, like, do this crazy stuff with their bodies. Like, they were manipulating, doing essentially flourishes, but with their bodies, right? And so I was doing gymnastics at the time, too. But I hated it because, like, it's so exhausting. It it hurts, right? And so I'm like, I don't want to do this stuff forever. But I, I love the fact that my parents perform in shows. And that's who I grew up around. Like, literally until the age of 12, I thought every single person in the world was a gymnast. I was like, hey, what does your dad do? And they're like, my dad's a cop. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) He's not a clown? Well, is he like a, is he like, does he ride camels? Elephants? No, no, he's a cop. Wow. There's people that do things more than the circus? Like literally when I was wow. 12. So that kind of led me down this path of exploring this visual art, art form. And I got, my dad took me to a magic shop and I was like nine years old and I saw this card trick and it blew me away. And I was like, whatever this feeling I got, I was like, I have to recreate it for other people. It's like this, it's indescribable. What was the card trick? the card trick was just a simple pick a card trick it wasn't anything fancy it was called the invisible deck it's basically when you're like hey name a card and then you name a card I take out the deck I I fan it through and the card you named is in reverse like it's face up
0: how do they do that? Yeah, can, how you do you do that? Can, can you tell us? We want to know. Can you reveal the trick? <laughs> the fans want to know. The fans, fans want to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I actually
2: do reveal tricks, but only if I know that you would practice it and like recreate that feeling for other people. I don't reveal things just for the sake of like your curiosity.
1: If you told me yeah. how to do this, I would 100% do it for people. I love Jack doing do magic. magic. Yeah. I love
0: it. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. show Jack. He's uh, going to put it in his Tinder profile. Pick a card, any card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially with his Las Vegas address. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do so
2: saw that card trick was blown away and i was like i got to do this so i started doing magic and that led me to make videos of of, of my magic and <clears throat> i discovered cardistry mm-hmm. later on online forums back on you know before social media and then i started to do filmmaking and i picked up a camera mm-hmm. and i was like i got to make remember those skateboarding videos mm-hmm. like they used to be a huge thing and they oh, were like do that with fish uh, I think the lenses. baker
0: bootleg yeah, I think I used to buy those VHS sets yes. at the skate shop. Yes, seriously, and I used to put them in, watch them, and then go out and skateboard. And
2: so, cardistry was going through that phase of like uh, e- of evolution, if you want to call it that. And so it was interesting because as my cardistry improved, my cinematography had to get better. So I was like, how do I showcase what I can do even cooler? And so my my magic and my cardistry would improve, then my video, and then it was like this little you know game of cat and mouse back and forth until. I got a job uh, at a startup, like a startup company, a startup, and uh, yeah, we were basically teaching people how to do magic and card tricks online, and eventually we got to work on movies like Now You See Me, and uh, just all over sorts of like cool shows, and it was awesome, it was a cool experience that taught me a lot, and uh, yeah, that's the story. But then how did you make the shift to personal finance, investing? Yeah, my parents really sucked with money, so... Um, they were immigrants when they came here. Like, they didn't know what a credit card was. Mm. Where are they immigrants from? Uh, from Russia. So we were from Russia. And when we came here, it was like, they just bought so much crap, like, on credit. Yeah.
0: In Russia, credit gets you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stupid. <laughs> Graham's like, I'm really I proud of it. that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so my parents were just terrible with money. And I was like. I just saw them growing up fighting about it all the time. So bad to the point where there were months that I thought that we would be living on the streets because they couldn't come up with the bills. You know, they couldn't come up to pay. So I was like, I never want to have this feeling again in my life. And I was obsessed from that moment on since I was like nine or ten to worry about money and how to make more of it. And I was chasing it. And I didn't get anywhere, but through that concept, I just kind of learned about the fire community. I think we had the same like upbringing to where we followed like the same people growing up. We watched the same YouTubers. We watched Simple Pickup, right? Yep. Vitaly ZTV, all of
0: those guys. Those good prank channels, man. S- so great. Yeah.
2: But I-, I feel like we grew up in that same era when those little niche communities were just like these little secret pockets of the internet. We would have these like weird people that are obsessed about these weird things. And finance was one of them. And I was always obsessed about it. But in my community in magic, I didn't know how to relate with people because entertainers are horrible with money, like notoriously bad. I'm sure you've heard stories because they don't they get so much of it so fast. They don't know how to manage it.
0: Right. You hear stories all the time of like Mike Tyson being broke and making hundreds of millions. Yeah. Yeah. But those are some of the best. What about for the average person who's doing this? How much money do they make? I mean, they make a little bit above average, right? They'll Mm -hmm. make 50, 60K, maybe 70K, maybe 100K if you're like a really
2: good performer and you have a Mm -hmm. solo act. But most of them are immigrants and they have no concept of what a Roth IRA is, you know, or like what a 401K is or what credit cards are, how they're supposed to work. And so they just spend it as they get it. And that's how it works. Mm -hmm. So...
0: <laughs> what, what t- didn't what? Did, what?
2: Did,
0: did what did, you, did you talk did it? It. <laughs> Jack, cut that out you cut that out Jeez, what sort of question is that
2: I like the effort though A plus
0: yes. <laughs> he's trying so hard I love it <laughs> you, got, you gotta keep it in alright no we're not gonna keep it in okay. oh my we'll cut, that out. <laughs> <laughs> cut that out cut that out yeah <laughs> Um, hold on. Collect ourselves here. So, when did you make your first? <laughs> Gonna collect yourself here.
1: I'm sorry. All right, All right let's go. Yeah. So,
2: when did you make your first YouTube video? 2019 in January. Okay. Who inspired you to make YouTube videos? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was my friend Peter McKinnon and Chris ah, Ramsey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't find cool. you until March of, or April of that year, 2019. And at that time, I remember you had like 300,000 subs. Yep. And one of the first videos I saw of yours was that Apple mm-hmm. one, Apple credit card. Wow. And that was yeah. one of the first few videos that kind of blew up for you, like really yep. big. Mm-hmm. You got sued by Apple, supposedly, right? Yeah. You kind oh, of that, that was
0: golden time. That was such that a was great so, time. Yeah.
2: That's when I discovered your channel. That's when I used to see Kevin, too. And I was like, who is this random dude? And I see this guy all the time. And I, at the time, I was like, oh, we got the same lamp in the background. That's kind of interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool. So
0: that was by chance. That was totally by really? chance. I didn't okay. know who
2: you were until March. And we had or the April. same
0: haircut, kind of by chance. Yes. The same style, yes. kind of by chance. Yes.
2: But you know what? It's interesting. I thought about that really deep and I was like, how is it that we have so many coincidences, yeah. right? And I was like, but of course we would exist in this space where it's so public. Of course, two right. like minded people would find themselves at the same place at the same time mm-hmm. because where else would we?
1: Right. I bet, true, you, yeah. I bet you. you. People yeah. like
2: this exist all the time in separate industries, but they're not as public as ours. That's true, right? Yeah. So the fact that we found each other and we're like twins from a different upbringing is like it kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's,
1: that's funny because there is a yeah. lot of physical resemblance that's between what I'm you saying. two. I like guess it's, it's weird. It's I didn't, weird. I've never yeah. noticed it yeah. until now. You guys yeah. part your hair the other way. Yes. Which is <laughs> it's only it's different to do it this way. Yeah. You used to, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh, Graham yeah. stuff," and you're like,
0: "I was like, yeah, change the evil twin. Got to do the other way." Mine doesn't go the other way. Mine automatically goes this way. But yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Like I remember seeing your videos for the first time and noticing that lamp. I think one of my first comments is, "Hey, nice lamp." Yeah, I bet. And you were like, "Ugh, that's a stupid idiot <laughs> stole my lamp idea." And my and my look, we look the same. The look. It's 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 it's
2: Well,
1: since weird, I'm older,
0: yeah. I would say I'm the OG. You're 30. Oh, I'm 31. 31. Yeah, okay. wow. 30.
1: Yeah, so you got me. You got me by your <laughs> Did you start please. out making finance content on YouTube? I did, but I mixed it with magic. Mhm. Uh, yeah. So you had that idea since the beginning.
2: Yes. Oh man, I have. I could talk to you for hours about like the theory of YouTube and how to like succeed on it because I like I, I went into the psychology of it so deep because part of what magicians do is they study what's called subtleties. Yeah. And we study everything from things that you would never think about just to recreate five seconds of your life to make it seem like happenstance. And they're like, "There's no way this dude spent 24 hours preparing for five seconds of my life." It's like, no, that's exactly what I did. I prepared 24 hours just to make five seconds of your life, like, mind-blowing. And that's how far we go.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: I don't know what point I was trying to make with that. Did you
1: know for a fact that you were going to be successful on YouTube with Mm -hmm. a background in doing production and now obviously good at magic? No, not at all. So you didn't think you were successful? Why did you start posting content then?
2: Yeah, because uh, (laughs) as I was in the magic industry, my friends Peter McKinnon and Chris Ramsey, they're other YouTubers as well, like massively bigger than myself. And much more talented. uh, They kind of encouraged me to do it. And they're like, dude, you know how to do it. And you always talk to us about money. We want to learn. Just like, go do it. And they were, they kind of inspired me to go and try Mm -hmm. it. And my whole thing was, I was like, who's going to watch me? Like, I don't have a Lamborghini. I don't have money. I don't have millions of dollars. Like, at least you had some street cred to your name. Like, you were a millionaire when you started YouTube. Yeah. So there's some level of confidence that, like, I didn't have. Because I'm like, dude, I have, like, $250,000 saved and invested. That's, like, peanuts in comparison when you're looking at the people that are on the internet. And I was like, no one's going to watch me. I was like, I'll give myself a year to do YouTube. And that's it. And it just took off. But it, it made sense like six or seven months into doing it. Before then, like nobody cared.
0: Yeah, I felt the same way, believe it or not. Even though you say I have street cred, when I started making videos, mm-hmm. that was nothing. Because mm-hmm. I was up against the Ty Lopez's. Right. And the Grant Cardone's. And even the Alex Becker. Right. Of just... People were making so much money. I'm like, who would want to care? Who would care about what I have to say when I I I, listen to the next guy who's a little bit better? Yeah. No,
2: I think you've accomplished so much at your age. You were 26 and you were a millionaire. That is not normal.
0: Yeah, but but see, where I was selling real estate, I would see people younger than me that had started these companies. And we're doing so much better. Like I remember, one of my one of my first big clients was Casper. This is when they first, the mattress company. This mm-hmm. is when they first started, and they were all these young twenty somethings, uh, moving their office from New York to L.A. Mm-hmm. They rented a house together. There's like five of them. And they grew it in this whole, like, billion-dollar company. Mm. And I remember seeing that. Like, why wouldn't they just listen to those guys? Right, Those guys were out. So I, I felt the same way as you. Right. I but think I no mean, matter where you are, there's always going to be someone doing a little bit better. A lot better, yeah. for sure. And I think that's the byproduct of being in L.A., and there's just so
2: many yeah. people that are successful. I didn't have that problem, but I had the Internet problem. So, like, yeah, I wasn't successful in any way. But I had strengths, and I have strengths. And I think that what I realized doing YouTube is that as long as you have a voice and you have a unique way of saying it, that no matter what industry you want to attempt, there will be space for your voice as long as it's unique to you
0: and yeah. how you say it. I remember when I started watching your videos, uh, your videos were intimidating to me. Mm. Because you put in such good editing and I felt there's just, there's no way I could, could compete with you on that level. Right. There's no way. And mm. I think if there's space for you to between two videos mm-hmm. and your video is up against mine. Mm-hmm. I can't compete with you in terms of quality. Right. You spend so long on each video. It's so meticulous. Your intros, you had one intro the other day <laughs> that you must have spent a few hours. Oh, on the fly a, one? Yes. <laughs> on like a 30 to 45 second intro. It used and, to. It used to take me Yeah, that Yeah. But I can't do that. So mine, I, I try, to, try to hit my three a week. No, what, what's wonderful yeah. about what you did was, uh, it's interesting
2: because we had these same doubts probably at the same periods of our lives yeah. at the exact same time. Because for the last six years of my life, I just, like before I did YouTube, I doubted myself. I was like, I want to do it, I really want to do it. And I never did it. And then you had the courage to do it earlier by like what, two,
0: three years? Then I think you, we'll call it late 2006. It was December, that's really January 2017. Okay, so two years, Yeah, two years, right. And that gave
2: you first mover advantage, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're kind of known as the finance guy. And anything that anybody else does, because our industry is so small, Is like whenever there's a new up and comer, it's like, well, they're copying Graham. And that's because our industry is so tiny. But like, how many YouTubers are there in the gaming space, in the the cooking space? Literally anything. Does that that bother you? It doesn't bother me, no. But I'm just saying, like, because it is so small, it is so easy to make those similarities and comparisons between us. Yeah. Even though, like, it's fine to have multiple people teaching finance. Like, like I said, how mm-hmm. many other YouTubers are there in literally yeah. any other space? That's true. So many. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know where I was going with this. I totally lost my train of thought. I was going to say something good. That happens a lot. You were going to tell them this smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. Of course. Smash the YouTube button for the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> I totally uh. got that wrong.
1: <laughs> so, what kind of investing strategy do you employ for right now? what's what's your i'm just trying to diversify like. yeah
2: i used to be just a huge dividend investor and i still am but i'm just trying to find other avenues as well for like
0: real estate yeah. and crypto and all the other ones as well can we talk about the cash position can be it's gonna that on limits sure. sure holding a lot of cash yeah are you too I, I thought you were i two. am yeah but so it's kevin
2: o'leary so it must be fine
1: <laughs>
0: but you're holding a lot of cash i think you're holding it's, more I am. Yeah. I am. I am. But, <laughs> but I'm saying but I have you. <laughs> I, I have some like 30% of everything in cash. Okay. What would you say your cash cash It's hard to say cash position. Say yes. it. cash posi- cash position. Cash position. Cash position. It's hard just, to say. Just that say that what five times fast. what would you say your cash cash position cash position cash position cash, cash position. position is? What would you say it is right now?
2: I would say it is 90%. 90%. Yeah, but it's like, part it's of like that a, it's
0: like over a million
2: dollars. Right? It's over a million dollars, but part of yeah. that. Why is
0: don't you invest?
2: Because I've never made this much money so in my scared. life, and I'm terrified of making a mistake. And because I don't know how much I'm going to pay in taxes. I mean, I have an idea, obviously. Yeah. But the fact that like I have to pay so much in taxes, I just want to make sure that I get an idea about what's going to happen. You're not going to pay a million dollars in tax. No, I know. It's, yeah. I know. It's going to be closer to four hundred, four fifty, five hundred, maybe. Yeah. Which is still a ton of money. I know I can invest the difference, but I don't know. There's still something that I'm holding off, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna wait uh, and see what goes. You know, what about what
1: dollar cost averaging or something really safe? Sati- I still here.
2: dollar cost average every month. Yeah, it's just like it's. I mean, it's peanuts in comparison to what I'm making. Yeah, but I'm still investing. But that's if, I'm you're, still you're investing miss- yeah. five or six thousand a month. Like that's I'm still doing yeah. that.
0: You're missing the run up though. And I am. Who's to say maybe next month it drops twenty percent? Right. Who knows? But. There's all those calculations that mm-hmm. show you that investing as soon as possible is always better than holding off.
2: Really, they did that study yeah. where dollar cost averaging was beaten by lump sum.
0: Yes, sixty six percent of the time, mm-hmm. lump sum investing beats dollar cost averaging. Okay, if, I think I, I think I read that if somewhere. If you yeah. have yeah. a lump sum right. available to you, right. the difference is when people make one investment and that's it, mm-hmm. versus investing consistently. Investing consistently will always win. Mm-hmm. But if you have a lump sum available right now, yeah. investing all of it at once right. wins 66% of the I time. I don't
2: think I'm making that much of a misstep just because I'm still investing. It's not like I'm sitting out and I'm waiting to time it, right? Because yeah. there's a ton of studies of like people trying to time it, trying to time the market perfectly. And even if you time it correctly, like five times in the last 50 years, you'd still lose to the person who just consistently invested month over month. So, right, but you.
0: But this isn't
2: all the money you're you're going to have.
0: You're not going right. to have, let's call it 500 grand, lump mm-hmm. sum, and you can invest once and that's it. For well, the that's kind of, of what you're
2: saying. Well, not what you're saying, but I have to do that right now. Like I would just have to invest 500 grand all at once.
0: Ide- ideally. Which, which ideally, I'm, or, I'm a little terrified to or do. Or you take... 200,000 chunks uh-huh. take a hundred and fifty thousand dollar chunks on the first of the month for sure that's still, grand, that's, I, mean, I mean that's arguably like also dollar cost th- averaging yes but the whole point is getting over the psychological uh hesitation for mm. just dumping into the market for sure because I, mean, I think this almost reinforces then right. that i waited this long i mean, keep waiting no i don't think so i think next year i'll definitely go hard on
2: it it's just my first year and I like, I don't, I like, it's I've better never, be safe than sorry. Yeah. I've never made this much money in my life and I have no idea if next year it's going to continue or is it going to go down? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That I'm is really so new sp- to this world.
1: That is smart because Graham does say like, and a lot of people say this as well, but if you start making a bunch of money at once yes. or if you get like some sort of like crazy windfall, yes. the best thing to do is just is literally sit on, the sit on it, yes. exactly. Exactly. which is exactly so what I'm getting. It does. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That what you're doing.
2: Plus, you're you said you're thirty percent, right? Like your thirty percent is more than my million. So like, yes. yeah, it's <laughs> so, true. I mean, objectively, as far as numbers, but that are means seventy
0: percent of my money is invested. Right, but that's still millions of dollars that not could be ninety, running. not ninety percent non-invested. Well, I mean, percents aside, when we're
2: talking about an objective number. We're still talking true. millions yeah, yeah. on your behalf that you are earning less right, interest my than tax, my million.
0: But my tax bill is probably well, going to be... Well, there we go. You got that same reason, yeah, right? But, taxes. Yeah, well, you no. know how much
2: taxes you're going to pay. It's not a surprise. Right, yeah. Right. So yeah. literally, your interest money is actually losing more money than my million because you have more millions.
0: <laughs> so That's, even though the hey, percent perfor- is more... I'm looking at percentages here.
2: Yeah, but I'm not... Not, not total Percentages total of percentages. 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 total Percentages are portfolio. meaningless right now. Percentages are meaningless in the context of how much overall money we're talking about, Right.
0: No. What's a percent? No, what? because 90% of your money's not invested. Mm-hmm. 30% of my money's not invested. Right. So that's the difference. Is I that know. You need more money invested. No. But also, yes. you no. guys are
1: in completely different situations. So I would say if I was in Graham's situation, I would be acting more like him. If I was in yours, I would definitely be very, very... like hesitant to to actually i'm not saying that you're being a hypocrite i would do the exact same thing in your
2: position Mm -hmm. just because when you have graham's level of wealth your goal is then not necessarily to risk that money as much as it is to protect what you have Mm -hmm. and at my level i mean maybe you can make somewhat of the same point but for me i guess i'm comparing not percentages because my million dollars that's missing let's say seven percent per year is let's say seventy thousand dollars per year that i'm missing out on appreciation but if you have three million or two million in cash, you're literally missing out on two to three times as much. So, mm-hmm. objectively speaking, numbers—if we're looking at the actual dollar figure—you're missing out on more money.
0: Yes, but I'm also looking out for deals. Mm-hmm. So, if I see a good real estate deal, especially moving here to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. that opens up a lot of doors. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's why I keep cash on hand because when you see a same good deal, me. same for me. Right? We're both looking at. But the you're house. not buying real estate. I, I will. What are you talking about? Soon, you. We want we want Andre to move into the house next to me.
1: Yeah, and I really want yeah. to. Yeah, this is where we're spilling it. Yeah, because yeah. you said uh, you wow. said uh, someone who we're not going to talk about is planning because you <laughs> didn't want to get people's hopes up. Oh yeah, I guess. But now I guess yeah, everyone I guess can, knows.
2: Uh, spill the beans. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so um, yeah, so I guess I could be Graham's and
2: is it okay to say who else? Jeremy. Jeremy's neighbors. Yeah, there? that would be super cool. Um, I just don't have my two years yet and literally everybody I'm speaking to they're like just wait two more months You're not going to get a prime rate from a jumbo loan right now And I'm a prime candidate so I might as well wait two months. Why like risk anything
0: and why pay more? Yeah, I really want you as a neighbor. Yeah, that'd be cool Think about think about the, think about all the, the content <laughs> all the yeah. content we can make Seriously,
2: <laughs> do, you think, do you honestly get, think yeah. we would make more content if we were next-door neighbors? Yes, yeah, 100%, really? yeah. 100%. 100%. we're
0: here now we came all the way here to do a podcast with you. Imagine having you back as a regular guest. Mm-hmm. Imagine just being able to walk out. What do you think of this thumbnail? What do you right. think of this title? Right. Trust me, the work Jack and I do together uh-huh. cannot be done over Zoom. For it can't sure, be done I, over the phone. I just feel it like it we're
2: doing such independent work that we wouldn't necessarily collaborate in a way that's like. Oh, but we
1: would. You think so? Yeah. We would check okay. in on each other a lot. Yeah, guaranteed. Mm. Yeah, we okay. could be
2: accountability buddies. Yeah. The only sucky thing we would not be able to do is like, "Yo, you want to hang?" Like, "No, I'm not home." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what like, do you mean? What do you mean you're not home? I can
0: see you from the window, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm working tonight. <laughs> that's probably what would happen if anything. Yeah. It would just be, "I'm working." That that's what I'm saying. Oh, Dan, Andre's working tonight, too. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> it's all we would working. get together like
2: maybe once a month with Jeremy. We'd go get some sushi, no, and then wouldn't. we would go back to our home. I don't
0: think so. No? I honestly don't think so. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at Vegas real estate. Because let's face it, you haven't lived here for 20 years, right? Right. And I think people from California that are coming here to Vegas. So, by the way, the Vegas market, because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, here in Las Vegas, uh, we have low inventory. We have low interest rates. And people from California, like you said, are fleeing to Vegas just because it's so much cheaper. But what looks cheap to you, I'm like, is not this is not cheap. This is very expensive. Right. For our standards. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy a house like that. That's brand new. That's, you know, it's going to build. It's going to be building. Or should I buy one that's already on the market? Uh, but you're not getting as much of a deal if you're building, especially with a luxury builder.
0: I disagree. From the research that I've done and from mm-hmm. who I've talked to, it seems like in these new communities, mm-hmm. when homes are being built, you can get in at a discount. Mm-hmm. And then prices only go up as more homes are built because you get a lower price for having to deal with construction for right. a year. Right. So if I could deal with construction for a year but save $100,000 compared to a home that's fully done... I'd rather do that. It seems like a lot of these new constructions after five, six years start to go down in value Mm. versus getting in now, going up in price, and then having more time for it to go back and down and depreciate. I guess my thing is you're kind of already paying a 30% premium for what you could already be
2: buying that's already on the market.
1: And why is that? Is that just because Las Vegas right now is really hot?
2: Just the builders understand what's going on. They understand it's low inventory. They understand people from California are moving in, and it's just always been like that. People that are building new homes are just right out of the
0: gate paying a 30% premium on the same thing that's already on I market. haven't seen that. I looked that one day at like 13 different houses. Yeah. And the one that I got was objectively, I think, the best price for the value.
2: Mm-hmm. Some in of that these community, other, yes.
0: All of Summerlin and Henderson. Right. I looked
2: at 13 homes between them. I don't know. I've spoken to my friends who also live in like luxury markets about that. And they just said like, if you're going to live in a home that, let's say, doesn't even have a pool over a million dollars... It's going to be very difficult to sell unless you build a pool, which I know you You are. You get a pool, yeah. Yeah, but that's still like you're going to pay extra. And for a house in Vegas for over a million that doesn't have a pool, that is a huge premium that Mm -hmm. most houses on the market just, I mean, if you're going to buy a million house, like you're going to have a massive pool, a finished backyard. Like, I'm just saying what looks like a great deal from a Californian's perspective, from somebody who's lived here for 20 years, is, is like a huge night and day difference
1: so have you seen a lot of appreciation of las vegas real estate no i'm
2: seeing depreciation right now every house that i'm looking at they're just every month not like it's not crazy depreciation but, but before
1: it's, this to to build up the real estate prices was mm. there significant appreciation for a few years or something i mean the like run-up
0: that? to the low interest rates yeah it just exploded right are we looking at the right uh, the same homes because everything that I'm saying is uh-huh. selling. Like I favorited well, it certain is, it homes. Is selling. They're gone in a week. It is selling. And enough. that's and that's in the 750 to yeah. I want to say the one
2: eight seven one, seven, one eight. eight. Yeah.
0: yeah. Over 18 I agree with you. It yeah. seems like the market there is soft. Yeah. Under 18 it's just like no, everything I, is bidding. I'm not worse. arguing
2: that they're not selling. They're definitely selling. That's that's not the point. But they are definitely selling. Yeah. But that that's you know that still doesn't speak to the value. That just mm. speaks to the
0: velocity of sales. It's just. I don't think has much of a relation. Well, value price. could be in in the perspective of the buyer. Mm-hmm. So something could be 10% overvalued. But mm-hmm. if to another person that's cheap, mm-hmm. they're going to buy it. They're going to continue bigger well, and that, bigger. That's what
2: California people are doing here, right? They're coming here and they're like, this is so cheap. <laughs> and we're like, no, it's not. You guys are making it more expensive. Kind of like what Logan Paul oh, ch- did with Pokemon cards.
0: But just watch. It's going to get way more. You think so? I, I'm the tip of the iceberg. Seriously, right. I think mm-hmm. as things progressively get worse... Mm-hmm more and more people are going to move. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole pandemic has caused everyone to realize they could work from home. A lot of people are going remote and a lot of people think, you know, why Why do I need to live in such an expensive city when I could just go over here? I think that's 100% true. I think what you're
2: not taking into account is the fact that like, I have a lot of friends here that are, like, I like to call boots on the ground and they have like normal people jobs. And uh, what I'm seeing from them Every single one of them, like, unanimously are like, dude, there's a tsunami coming in Vegas. We don't know when it's going to hit. But, for example, here on Thursday, right, across the nation, there's going to be over 40,000 people laid off. Vegas gets hit the hardest, as okay. well as Hawaii. Yep. Um, The people that are coming here, which are Californians, are not our clients. They're not the people that spend the millions of dollars in the casinos, these are the average workers. I mean, yes, they make a fat salary of six figures, but they're not the whales, they're not the people from China that spend all that money. Yes. And because of that, we are getting a massive amount of layoffs from casinos and all across the board. So the only saving grace that I could argue against myself is that maybe the luxury market insulates those kinds of people. So like, if you and I buy a luxury home that's 1.5 million, you could argue those people are probably a little bit more savvy than the average home buyer. And they're probably doing it with a safety net in mind. So maybe those home values won't collapse as hard. But I think just unanimously, like people are losing jobs. We are going to lose a lot of money here in the real estate
0: You know what was interesting? The realtor I talked to Mm -hmm. when I was asking him about just price insulation, Mm -hmm. he mentioned that from his experience, this was a realtor of like 20-something years in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas, mentioned that above $1.5 million, a lot of those buyers... He calls it buy down. Those are buyers who could afford two to three million, four million dollar house. They're downsizing. So for them, that's cheap or that's affordable to go with that price point. And so those buyers are the ones where during a downturn, he said, I have no, I I haven't researched it that much. Those homes typically hold in value because those are the buyers uh, and homeowners who just can wait it out. Yeah. And just keep it. This is a really interesting
2: economy because there's like signals that make both like sense yeah. across both directions so you could argue I think that's 100% true right but then you could also make the case that people are going to lose their jobs and the luxury market is almost always the first to fall it's almost always the first that goes it's the luxury goods that that fall the hardest in these luxury homes, I don't know. It could go one way or the yeah, other. Could. They, they could be insulated more just because those people are more savvy. They have more money. They could hold through the downturn more. Or we could see a massive collapse of real estate of 20-30% in a couple months once the evictions start to happen. I don't know. Did
0: you watch my video on evictions? I did. What do you think? I don't think we're going to see a mass wave of I know. Evictions. You don't the, think so. the numbers. I, the numbers don't add up I for that. I think the numbers go in
2: both ways. I think literally it's, it's a flip of a coin right now.
0: How It's not a flip. The I national so, yeah. multifamily association mm-hmm. uh found that like 93 percent of tenants are still paying on time across tens of thousands of rental units 90 percent yeah yeah it's like 92 percent right yeah i don't know that's not the statistics what, I read. what
2: did you read i don't remember but it's not what i read
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no national multifamily well, housing housing that's what it mul- was I, we're getting
2: yeah. mixed signals from every sorts of media platform like everyone is telling us a different story All I know is that as far as the real people that work here, they are getting laid off like crazy. Mm -hmm. And things are gonna get worse. I've seen it with all of my friends, with my parents, with my roommate. He's still out of a job. He just got permanently laid off. Like this is the heart of Vegas. This Mm -hmm. is what operates our properties. And if Vegas is gonna start sucking (laughs) for tourism, we are not gonna be a you know, we're not gonna be doing really well very soon. That's true. And like I said, it could go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You could very well be right. And maybe the luxury market will continue to go up or maybe it'll stay. But I think we will at least see ten to twenty percent drop, and that's not to say that I'm going to wait until that happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if a twenty percent drop happens, I'll be okay. You'll be okay. So, uh,
0: I yeah,
2: I'm not going to try to time it. Is what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, to me, it's the toss of a coin. Like,
0: I I don't know which way it's going to go. I don't think anybody knows. And. It, in your argument as a favor, mm-hmm. I do agree that Las, uh, Las Vegas is way more volatile. Yes. Overall, mm-hmm. nationally, real estate dropped about 35%. 30, 40, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Vegas, I think, dropped as high as like eighty sure. percent. But also the bubble in Vegas was higher than any other area. Sure. And still if you look back historically, Vegas has not recovered to uh pre-all time highs when you account for inflation. Right. Like right, the, right, the right. curve was so high up yes. that now we're like halfway up, up yes. the curve yes. from where it was in two thousand six. Disregarding inflation.
2: inflation we're yeah. we're back at the same price, but not when you take that into account. Right. So because that. people it's in crazy. Vegas we have such a interesting economy, right? Like in LA yeah. You live to whoever you live next to you probably know your neighbor you probably speak to them or no, like you have a ca-. okay maybe you don't because you're like <laughs> I don't <laughs> you're like me yeah. we don't really have like much yeah. of a social life but most people in California, they're very community oriented like here in Vegas, it is such a transient town that the people that come here and they work, they're here for a little bit and then they leave. Hmm. There's no sense of like permanent community and because of that jobs there's such a high turnover rate and that's why there's so much volatility. It's the same for Hawaii. Hawaii gets hit. I think either the hardest or the second hardest after Vegas, hmm. so.
1: But if you had the opportunity to, would you enter the luxury house? You know, market? I'm really like, thinking
2: about it. It's so interesting because, like I said, now I have this windfall of income, right? And I'm like, is this going to keep going? Do I buy a fancy house? Because the house that I live in right now is like $275,000. I pay $1,400. Well, I don't pay $1,400. We pay $1,400. I pay 1400 Four hundred fifty dollars a month for my rent, and like the amount of get that again, man. The amount of money that I save is like literally ninety nine percent now at this point. So on one hand, it's hard to leave that, but on the (laughs) other hand, right now my success is the thing that is crushing my success because now I've hit this threshold where in order to grow. I need to expand and I need to start hiring people to help me edit to help answer comments to help answer emails and sponsorships because now at this point I'm upsetting more people than I'm like growing because now it's like well Andre how come you're not doing patreon you're not posting as much and it's just like there's only one dude doing this and now that there's thousands of people with expectations. I can't grow beyond this point unless I start expanding and I'm like do I do I want to buy a fancy luxury house because if I have this fancy four or five thousand square foot home maybe with a basement I can turn that into a studio have a live-in editor it's going to be awesome or do I continue just living here really modestly
0: and just continue what I'm doing I'm kind of torn I don't know what to do that's a that's a good conundrum to have it's a good I mean here's here's my thought is that Once you move from here, you're never going to move back. Mm. So this is your one chance where you could spend $450 a month and save 99%. The other issue that I see is you need more places to film from. And I do think you need to spice things up a little bit. I do. So I think moving into a larger house Mm -hmm. with a live-in editor or someone Mm -hmm. to help you Mm -hmm. is going to really expand your business. I think a good middle ground for Mm -hmm. you possibly might be to rent some sort of house or office space that you could work from. So you still stay here, mm-hmm. but you could rent, let's say, a warehouse right, and just turn that into a studio that's a full tax write-off yeah, and then hire an editor yeah. or someone to work with you who yeah. could stay there. I thought about that and then
2: I waited against owning a luxury property and I was like, well, what if I buy a luxury property? It's kind of nice because now I have built in equity and now I'm building equity and maybe two years from now, if things don't work out with YouTube, I could still sell it at worst, maybe break even, assuming prices don't collapse.
0: So why did you decide against that
2: then? Decide against... Buying. The warehouse. Oh, because I think I'm missing out on the upside of potentially owning a luxury property that could appreciate in price over the next two years. So even if YouTube doesn't work out for me, if I buy a million dollar house, maybe two years from now, it'll be worth a bit more. If I sell it,
0: at worst, I could break even, assuming
1: yeah. prices don't crash. Here's
0: what you could do is this, man. Okay, I got the perfect solution for you. You Stay here. Buy a luxury house. Mm-hmm. 100% business use. Right. The deductions that you could get from that are crazy. Cost segregation analysis. You could basically take... I want to say maybe 30% of the structure, mm-hmm. and depreciate that over the first year. You'll have to look into all the specifics about that, but take 30% of the cost of the building, mm-hmm. depreciate it all the first year. That could be a few hundred thousand dollars as a tax write-off. But then the interest you pay, that's a tax write-off. The so is property an, taxes, write-off. Is everything. it an interest-only loan you're talking about? No, oh. you get a regular 30-year mortgage on the house, mm-hmm. and you dep- you deduct the interest on that. Okay, So if your mortgage is 6,000 a month, Thirty-five of that is interest. There, there you go. What's deduction. the downside to that? <sighs> no downside. No downside. <laughs> I mean, downside. Nah, I I wouldn't see it. That's what Are I you want doing to that? do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I, I'm living in the house, so I can only uh, depreciate the cost. So I can only depreciate basically what I'm using exclusively for business. But in LA, before I made the decision to move. I was looking for a house mm-hmm. that I would be able to fix up and use 100% as an office. And I looked for months to try to find something. Just nothing made sense. Or it was way too much work for me to, to dive how in. How do you write <laughs>
2: off 100% of the house if you're not using 100% of it for business use? What? How, are, how do you write off 100% of the house if you're you d- not using 100% you of You
0: don't. Business? But in your case, because you're living here. Mm-hmm. And you're buying a house for your business mm. that would enable you to use that 100% for business. Use. So my
2: LLC would own it then.
0: No, you own it. Okay. And there's there's plenty of ways to go around. You could you could rent it to the uh, LLC. Right. Or you could just straight up on your own tax. Rate. Right. Talk, talk no, to I'll a CPA. Sure. About I'm sure there's it, a lot but, yeah. of creative ways to structure yes. it with a trust or something. No, you or, don't yes. need to get that creative. I mean, there. I just don't know the, the exact specifics for your situation, but there's ways to do it. Okay, I'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you'll figure it out first, and then you'll tell me. <laughs> well, I did it over at, uh, I forget what it was, on, on uh, the duplex. Mm. I, I forget how she had it structured, but I had the entire uh, garage. That mm. was like 500 square feet wow. of my 800 square feet of living space that mm-hmm. was specifically for business use, and okay. it was. okay. Yeah. Look into it. So, look into it, but a lot of great tax advantages. But I'm me. not sure that I want to buy a luxury home just yet. Like, I don't know what to do. Or uh-huh. do I buy a
2: normal house like this and then pay it off in like a month or two? And now I have a property that I can have a live-in editor and use exclusively as my studio and then rent that right. to them as well. I will say
0: you're probably best off staying here and buying a place exclusively for business use right. that's what I figured yeah but not necessarily a luxury one. It could be anything, but I think right. there's also a benefit of having a nice place to work from Oh for like sure, my backyard yeah. is yeah. so inspiring to work from. like I get more
2: sure. done
1: in my backyard.
2: yeah, I mean, your house is so cool. like your first your area is yeah. amazing, yeah.
1: What do you think needs to happen in your life for you to make that decision to buy a piece of real estate?
2: Just, <laughs> that's not the politically correct way of saying it, so I won't say it. Uh, just just get more courage and just, I think if I have a little bit of a few months next year, in 2021, just to see how things are going, if I'm still making like, a re- of still a good amount then I would probably have more courage but I think I'm ready at this point like I think even if things were to are. collapse even next year for me I could still pay for the place for a year without breaking a sweat yeah. you know what I mean like it's fine it's just I've never done anything like this before and it's such a huge like lifestyle inflation move that
0: you can't go back you can't go back that's been I know. my one lesson is is moving from that one bedroom one bathroom 800 Mm. did you you saw it right yeah yeah that's right okay going from that like i was super stoked with that place and i for me that was all the space i ever needed right um when macy moved in i was like okay it's not big enough for two people when we're both like home all day so then the santa monica house was perfect Mm Mm-hmm but that was a huge stuff. Like, I was so nervous for that right. entire month. Right. I was like, what happens if some- something happens to the business, if I'm not able to pay it? Okay, well, worst case, I could rent out the house and and the guest house and then move back and into- like, I'll make it work. And then after I would say like two months, I'm like... Okay, no, this is fine. Right. Where's the next one? Right. So it, it's amazing how quickly your mind adapts to that. And then it's like, no big deal. I know, but even at
2: that point, it's so easy to be
0: like, I'm ready for
2: my next move yep. up. You know? And it's just, it's so interesting. I just watched the minimalism documentary by Matt Diavella, mm-hmm. and it was so great. I mean, I love minimalism, financial minimalism. And it's just, it's so true that you're content at this one place in your life, but as soon as you start trying to go beyond that boundary or you start to compare yourself to other people, it is so yep. easy to be displeased with what you have. And then once you
0: expand, you're like, cool. I mean, that becomes your yeah. new norm. And but, then, I, yeah. but I will say, in defense of that, I was able to, to do much better work really? from that house. It has nothing to do with the cost. It has everything to do with the, the tranquility mm. and just the feel and the warmth of the space. Just mentally speaking. Mentally speaking. Right. And it had nothing to do with that being an expensive house. or yeah. being, I mean, it wasn't that much. The house is your plate. How many square feet is this? 2,000. This is bigger than the Santa Monica house where I'm living. Wow, this is bigger. I, th- I think this is a few hundred square feet bigger than where I'm. Ha- your house is what, like eighteen hundred square feet? Eight times more expensive than this one. Yes, <laughs> and it's eighteen hundred square feet. But for me, it was the backyard, right? Of just posting up in the backyard, having the breeze. Right. There's something inspiring about that that makes me wanna, yeah, uh, push myself <laughs> further. So it's really interesting because a few months maybe
2: not a few months ago, like literally a month ago, yeah. we just started, I don't know if you experienced the same thing. All of our views started dropping. Yeah, it's <laughs> like looking at these million dollar homes and I'm like, oh crap, this month views are not doing well. I was like, yeah, see, I feel like if I had a huge responsibility like that over my head, I would be so much more stressed. So on one hand, yeah. I would have more tranquility and just that whole yeah. aspect of the mentality. But then
0: I would also have this stress of like, oh, my God, this month, the numbers are down.
2: What if they're going to keep going okay. down?
0: That's a good point. I waited to buy that house until all of my investments could cover the cost of the house. Right. So you so, could pay in cash the entire cost of the house, right? Uh, at the time, yeah, actually. Well, I go. think at the time, I could, I could have bought the house cash. Yeah, But even then... With with the down payment I put in the mortgage, mm-hmm. so I think all in it's like eight grand a month. Right. I made sure all my other rental properties could cover that one. Right. So everything sustains itself, and worst case scenario is that it just breaks even, or, or like even worse than that, I'm like, okay, I'll rent out the guest house. Mm. It's another twenty five hundred dollars a month coming in. That'll put me in the green. Mm-hmm. So like I did all these calculations to make sure everything would I, I could afford it See, without have, relying I, on youtube i don't have
2: those sources of income if anything my sources of income there's like three of them that are responsible for i would say like 90 percent of my income yeah which is terrifying so i'm trying to build other sources of revenue that at least i'll have a little bit more yeah so in case one of them doesn't do well i could at least rely on the other ones and just right now even though i'm making stupid money not as stupid okay. as yours
0: it's still like it's I, still scary yeah. Which I would. I would say your goal should be have yeah. one million dollars invested in the stock market. Uh-huh. When you do that, make the down payment on a house. Okay, I don't know. One million invest in the market. Right. Yeah, I could do that after taxes,
2: though. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, I'll still be a <laughs> millionaire. Yeah. I think so. One million I, invest I in the so. market. Yeah.
1: What are your Three streams of income
2: three streams of income
1: yeah you said you have three
2: like substantial yeah substantial ones is youtube ad revenue uh affiliates and yeah. patreon those are yeah. just the biggest ones for me now
0: you we should talk about briefly about pokemon
2: because I, I yeah, let's think bring in let's, let's make it a little more fun and know.
0: lighthearted. it's been getting like really meaty. yeah really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay uh, let me let me ask this um so besides the stock market then what about other investments You were going to show alternate forms of
2: investments. I don't know if they're investments or if they're more like justifications for my childhood. I'm sure we all have that. It's like,
0: what is this? I'll show you this. Oh, yeah. I never noticed
2: all this. It impresses all the ladies.
1: Oh, Oh, my goodness. My
2: Pokemon bring all the nerds to the yard. Wow. See, I got this really cool card. It's a shadowless first edition
0: psychic energy card. <laughs> of all the cards you <laughs> picked, you had like a 1 in 4 shot, 1 in 5 shot of picking that card and you picked that card. Yeah, it's the one I wanted. Wow. Look at this. Oh, I remember these. Who what was her name? Erica. Erica, yeah. Yeah, her name is Erica. Yeah, I got Erica's Venusaur whoa Wow, I remember these. <laughs> Holy crap. What what is this worth? So this is a Venusaur. This is base Has base Shadow yeah. Venusaur. Yeah, it's not like Shadowless. I don't have a single Shadowless Oh card. my god. Wait, can I hold it? Can I? Can I yeah. hold it?
1: Can I? Yeah, that one is so yeah. cool. The that Dark Charizard. One? Yeah. yeah, Dark
0: Charizard. I yeah. had this. Okay, so this is a Japanese Charizard. Yeah. Wow, Base I remember set. this. I I like. I used to like the Japanese. Uh, shiny cards, yeah, because they had a cooler holographic. I thought so too, yeah, and they were so more too. vibrant. Not only
2: that, but you were guaranteed a holographic whenever you bought a, pa- a Japanese pack.
0: That's right, you remember? I forgot about that, yeah. And they were worth like 14 or 12, like something ridiculous. Yeah. This, I remember at the card store, would be like 30 bucks, yeah, at the card store back then. And I like the back of it's these cool. cards a little monsters. bit better, yeah. Pocket wow, monsters, yeah. I always thought these were cool. Check this out first edition rocket one. Yeah, you're not delicate, man. It's it's giving me anxiety. I'm holding these so carefully. <laughs> Look at that.
1: Whoa, can I see this one? Yeah.
0: Dark They're not grated. That's why I'm not like babying them. And I'm not gonna grade yeah, them. Yeah, so yeah, oh yeah. I see all the scratches on it and Yeah. Wow. I Who would have thought, man? What's this Blastoise worth? It's it's just a regular Blastoise. I don't know, regular pieces of Blastoise. How much is that worth? I don't know. That's a good question. Imagine so, if you stole these. Okay, if, if it if it was you, you came to my uh. Okay, dude. My I elementary told my, school. I'll tell you, I told your story to yeah, Corey. I yeah. was like, Graham
2: stopped collecting Pokemon cards when he got his cards stolen. Yeah. And Corey's like, but you stole yours back. Have I you had stole- my cards stolen, and I broke into the person's house and stole them back when I was a kid. Oh, how do you? Because I broke into my it, house, and yeah, I knew who it was, I <laughs> stole
1: them back. Oh my god! <laughs> it was amazing. So when did you stop collecting?
2: When? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I literally don't remember. I'm still
1: collecting. <laughs> it's cool. You, you I mean, don't you, stop collecting. You showed me this thing that you got from the the Poké Mint or whatever you want to call it, Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Mint, right? On and you said yeah. you bought it for two thousand dollars, and it's yeah. now seven thousand.
2: Yeah, it's like on it's like on eBay for five or seven. And that's now.
1: a good investment, then. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's wow. so cool. <laughs>
2: well
0: Careful about your first edition. That, that energy card is, card, card and is and probably worth more than any other card in here, if it's graded. It looks like a PSA ten. It's gotta be a PSA ten. It's gotta be a PSA That's <laughs> for sure a PSA ten. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Well good stuff. What make sure to get B-roll on that. So should we wrap up here? We're at we're at an hour. It's still recording. We still
1: we probably have ten <laughs> minutes though that we weren't necessarily talking.
2: I mean, let's make it more fun. We talked about yeah. pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, about sure. What like, do you what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? i have no fun i have no life <laughs> i'm kidding i just hang out with cory my girlfriend yeah. and we just... how long have you been Corey? how long how have i been, been Corey?
0: how long have you been cory
2: <laughs> jeez five, years. You been Corey? <laughs> you've five been, years you've been here for five years i've been cory five years yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we met on tinder cool yeah you did i we did i'm
1: trying to find love on tinder man dude
2: it works It works. Sometimes you get people that are just, you know, you're going to be your friends. And some people are like, oh, you're cool. Let's be more than friends. And you just never know. You know, it's the digital age. I guess everyone's meeting on Tinder and like whatever other social media network there is. Bumble.
1: That's true. Yeah, Bumble. Bumble's
2: the worst. Girls never respond. I mean, I think they're the ones that are supposed to initiate the conversation. But then they don't put any effort into it. They're like, hey. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: No, because they don't have to put effort in. No. Because they know the guys will respond. You know what's
0: crazy? This must have been like four years ago. Um, had a Bumble profile. Yeah. Didn't get any matches. Like, like, I'm talking like, like a match every now and this then, This was you obviously know?
2: before YouTube.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was like four years ago, whatever. Um, uh, almost no matches. Yeah. I changed the picture just to see what would happen of myself in front of a Lamborghini with the doors up. Oh. I kid you not. Overnight. You know how it showed you like, like the potential matches? Yes. Oh. It was like 50 plus. No way. Wow. Overnight. And it got to a point on Bumble. I would just swipe Match.
2: Match. It's Match. obviously Match. all about the title and thumbnail.
0: <laughs> that's that's what but CTR. But, that's your, the- <laughs> but that is your thumbnail at the very least. I'm not saying they're all like "ooh, Lambo" because they
1: they don't know what the car is. Right. But
0: if they're scrolling, it at least was like, "oh, what's this?"
1: Right crazy. Yeah. You know, Graham said something really, really funny to me. Mm. He, he, you said when you had Tinder, you know, oh, you could yeah. super like someone yes. and it has this Corey blue super glow. Liked me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, it has this blue glow at the bottom of your, your yes. Tinder card yeah. or yes. whatever. Graham oh. edited all of his photos to have the blue glow. <laughs> Everyone so thought I super liked People them. thought that no, Yeah, the yeah. girls would think that Graham super liked him, yeah. which that's you can only do one every 24 smart. hours. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, yeah. drastically improved oh, that. Oh, yeah. Ever. Ever. I,
0: I, my matches were so much that I, I physically like I couldn't keep up with the, with the amount of messaging back. Wow! It got so overloaded. And uh, I w- had to be really careful about which profiles I swiped on because uh-huh. more than likely it was going to be a match. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. It lasted about maybe 30 days mm-hmm. before I got a notice from Tinder that they took down my profile. Oh, no um, Yeah. So it, it worked up and to the point it didn't. And That's then they amazing. changed... The, I guess they changed the, the super like now or so. I don't, I don't know. Did you ever meet up with any of the people that you matched? Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. Did you make friends or did you yeah, date uh, anybody? Old girlfriend for, um, oh, gosh, almost two years. Was no, no, I had I no Tinder. idea. Yeah. Tinder. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's no. cool. Huh?
1: Good thing Macy's
2: not here. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, she, I mean, she yeah, knows. I know, yeah, she knows.
0: For them. sure, yeah. I know. Okay. I, I personally... is many years ago. Man. I yeah.
1: prefer Bumble. I think I honestly spend more time on Bumble than I do on Tinder. Okay. I don't spend a ton of time on either, yeah. but I do spend more time on Bumble because I feel like it's just much easier when they message first.
2: Yeah. Right? But you're a good looking dude. You're kind of tall. You got I mean, it all. Stop it right yeah. now. <laughs> 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 stop. Yeah. No, you guys. I mean, being like five foot seven and five foot two ground.
1: <laughs> five foot five. <laughs> but you guys and are rich. <laughs> okay you guys are ripped I'm, no, okay, no. yeah. I'm out of shape now
2: Yeah, but it's crazy how much street cred you get with girls just for being tall like you'd be like was in jail have no job completely broke 6 foot 5 girls are like 6 foot 5 that's great <laughs>
1: I don't know. Mad, I think so. people focus on what they don't have because I don't view my height at all as a perk. Yeah. I really don't think about it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think about it at all. And I think about other things. And I'm sure it's the same way with everybody. They only really highlight the negative What stuff. is your downside? What would you say like your critique of yourself is? I couldn't say it publicly. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I couldn't God. say it publicly. <laughs> Why? Because. You're man. I do to do it. it. <laughs> this, Come on. You can't spot. do this to me. You say what yours is. It's yours. Heart is. to heart right here. Mine
0: was height. Really? Yeah. Was my big part was height until I would say Three years ago, maybe about three, four years ago, it took me that long to get over my height. I was, I was not self conscious about my height until I would say right after high school, because in high school, like it didn't matter. I had, I had a good group of friends. Nobody cared. It didn't, it didn't make a difference. Then when I got out in the, I want to say the real world, put myself out there. There was one moment where a friend was setting me up on, like, a blind date. This is, like, right after uh, my girlfriend of, like, two years in high school broke up with me. So I was, like, shattered. Like, I had no self-confidence. My friend was like, don't worry, bro. I'm going to set you up on a date with this girl. You're just going to hit it off. Like, and he made it seem like this perfect thing. And the girl walks in. She's like, oh, wow, you're short. And just like, <laughs> just, but I, don't, I don't even know if she meant that in like a ew way, but just as maybe just like, a, oh, hey, you're short. Like something like that. But you know what just, you got to do afterwards? Destroyed
2: me. You know what you got to do afterwards? What? You got to give her a neg. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. But was a cute shirt. My grandma owns that shirt. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh wow. You're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> no, just you got to no. give me. So, How no, did that, that- feel? Like, did oh, that, that crush your spirit? Crushed it. I'm so... Crushed it. It took me years to get over People that, don't realize, right? yeah. like, one random thing, if you can, like, pick out someone's insecurity with one comment, yeah. you, have, you may have no idea. <laughs> you might yeah, set no. them off it, on a path yeah.
2: to overcompensate and become a YouTube billionaire. Yeah, exactly.
1: That, that might Since be then, it. I'm <laughs> like, I'm gonna show her. I'm
0: gonna get a YouTube channel. I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Teach You laugh up. now, but yeah, I yeah. think
2: there is truth in that. See, I think no, there is, I don't think so. No. I think there's truth think so. in people that have less throughout life or, like, have less confidence to work extra hard to make up for what they feel they lack. Really? I think so.
1: I think that's probably mm. a lot of cases, you know, but I wouldn't say that goes as a general rule.
2: I think that is a general rule. Really? And I think there are exceptions, but I think it is a general rule.
1: I don't,
0: I don't think I'm so. i do not saying that, that that's yeah, why you yeah, yeah, started. Right. I'm
2: just saying that there is subconsciously some some aspect of you that desires But desired, then again, that's every single person. That's every person, yeah. We desire to have status to some extent to make up for what we think we lack.
1: But maybe there is an inequality for with sure. people that are more self-conscious. For yeah. sure. Oh,
2: stop recording. Yeah, I ran out of memory. Cool.
1: Well, I just want to say, you know, I could be completely ignorant to it. This is just what I, my initial thought. Okay. Yeah. But something like height There's nothing to hide, Mm. right? Because when you meet someone, I mean, it's just right out there in the open. That's (laughs) true. So it's not like it's not like your flaw is right there. No, I'm not (laughs) saying everyone can see it. I'm just saying like if that's your insecurity, (laughs) like it is apparent, you know, like not that it's your insecurity, but that you know. That is
2: yeah, I get You call me short.
1: No, no, I'm not saying that. I, like, it's it's evidence. It's, it's right no, there. Yeah. What, what I'm trying to say is, guys, you guys are really like, giving me a hard yeah, time yeah. with this, all right? What I'm trying to say is, like, it's there, right? Yeah. Whereas something else, this something else can eat away at you because you know that they what don't did know what you What you do, man? It sounds like you just, you feel like we don't need You're to get into it. Right? Let, let him yeah. lead into it. No, right. about no, I'm not going to lead into it, but I'm just saying, like, this is something that, you know, in general, you could bleep it out and we'll just talk vaguely around it. Really? Yeah. We could talk vaguely around it. Yes. Okay. I've yeah. got a ginormous heart. <laughs> no, like my biggest insecurities. I'll yeah. tell you. Okay. Yeah. So I guess ever since I was a kid that I was, I was fat, I was really fat. I was really insecure about that. Mm. Um, and then as I got older, I was so insecure about being fat that I would wear a rash guard. I would never be shirtless. What? So then I was extremely pale. Mm. And like I would, yeah, so I was really pale for all my life and I was extremely nervous about that. And this may seem small to you, but I wouldn't take off my shirt in front of people, no way. And then as soon as I started getting tan, because I started running cross country, I started getting chest hair. And now it's like a forest, man. Like it's crazy. Yeah, you can't tell, but like it's a forest, bro. And I thought that when that happened, that would be the day that I would call it quits.
2: You know, there's a thing. <laughs> what? There's but, this, there's a thing called the trimmer. It's amazing. It changed your no, life. No, but
1: it's not the same, bro, because you get red bumps. It like, it, obviously, it's still there. No, no, don't, 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 don't go bald. Yeah. Just just trim I'm, it. I know. I do trim it. But at the same time, like, that is probably my number one. Yeah. Right? Just it's overall. Big, it's not a big overall, deal. Overall, ape man. Yeah. Okay. It's not a big and deal. Second, okay. second to that, I would just say asymmetrical face, man. Like... <laughs> You sound like a girl? Yeah. No, I don't. True. You don't understand. Like when I'm when when, you have, when we have these podcasts, I'm always on the left side. <laughs> mm, it's okay. So you think they hear a, this? Yeah. No, but that's because you're a dude. Like I no, see it's you, not. and I think you're a perfectly fine <laughs> no looking, one, looking guy.
0: And <laughs> but no you, one, no one thinks that. Tr- trust me. No, <laughs> no, people know I'm a perfectly
1: good looking guy. No <laughs> one thinks that, about you. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, not, you hey, guys know fair, you guys are good looking guys. To right? Be like The first time I saw
2: Jack, I was I was like, there's something off about him. And it was it's definitely like, the symmetry of your
1: face. Exactly, man. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But no, your face is perfect. You should symmetric. leave that in there. Seriously. I'll th- leave th- in the asymmetrical hairs. face. I'm not going to leave in number, numero uno, though. It's not that big of a deal. It is not. No, you no, don't you're I, I, You don't I, understand. F- okay,
0: how about if you leave it in, you could have people comment about it. No one will ever bring
1: that up. No, ever. you can't. I think every un- flaw
2: Jack oh, yeah. said, I also have... Really? <laughs> yeah, I think literally everything you said but, is dude, like everyone else. Come on, else's. man!
1: Your arms aren't even.
2: I'm pale, like way paler than you. I'm hairier than you. Yeah. No, you're not. Just because I trim, I'm way hairier than you. You trim your arms? Very rarely, but I do.
1: I have never done that. Did well, there we go. This podcast go this every okay.
2: single flaw you said I've I've had about
0: myself. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? I can't grow a beard. You both
1: can. It doesn't Can't matter. Do I'd rather not have a beard to be on. Oh, to. I'd rather have a beard. Really? Yeah.
0: I think it's so cool. I've always wanted to grow a beard. I can't do it. You know what, dude? This is ridiculous.
1: Okay, so when I was a kid, me and my family, we went on a trip to Seattle, and there was a grooming place Mm -hmm. in Seattle where you can buy mustache trimmers, Mm -hmm. and ever since I was a kid, I just wanted a huge mustache, right? (laughs) You should be self-conscious about that. I wanted a massive mustache ever since I was a kid. We go to this beard groomer place. I'm like a freshman in high school, and I'm thinking, I'm going to buy a mustache trimmer Mm -hmm. because I'm starting to grow hair elsewhere. It might come in. Eight years later, this is what I get (laughs) after like months of growing it out. This, I literally like, I grew hair everywhere else. Wow. Except these two inches Mm. on my body. It's absolutely ridiculous. Gosh. Should leave that in there. Seriously. Yeah, that's the cool. old, All I'm that's saying
0: a, is that is the only way you're going to be able to, to get over this, and this is like the first head start. You just do it. And you actually, I know, just yeah. And how totally you build
2: fine. a and how you build a brand, yeah. the more vulnerable you can be and oh, more yeah, relatable. Seriously,
1: this is your chance. Yeah. you have one chance to put yourself. I'll consider it's I,
0: super uncomfortable, but guys, it's very un- but guys, uncomfortable. Well, I also exaggerated it
1: right because for comedic effect, like I'm not an ape, you know. Like I said that like as a joke. Yeah, I'm not that hairy, and I'm, but but. Don't worry, guys. Like it's not that big of a deal, guys. Like, (laughs) (laughs) all right, can we move on? What's next? (laughs) No, I'm gonna say
0: the only way to move on is just to embrace it. Why don't you guys say your insecurities? I just did. Mine, (laughs) mine was height, and I, I wish I could grow a beard, and I can't grow a beard. Really? Yeah, because I feel like I, I look too childlike without a beard.
1: That's that's you are
2: so lucky. I have that same criticism about me. I always have a beard just because I think the same about myself. Okay. I feel like I look like a child without a beard.
1: But you guys are lucky. You don't want to look old.
2: We're like the same person, like the same insecurities. I'm 12, even though I'm Andre. What about what about (laughs) yours? You already said yours, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're fine. So we all we all did it. If you now are the only one who blur out yours, leave it in.
2: in. Let us know in the comments down below what your insecurities are. Yeah,
1: just here's (laughs) let's 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 set this. As a as a goal. Okay. Everyone put in your worst. Do yeah. your worst. Yeah. And you know what? If you do The that, darker it is, the yeah. better. If you do that, I will respond within the first few days of commenting. A hundred percent. And I will tell to you everybody you are great. You know, don't worry about a thing. <laughs> All right. And that that'll be that. All there we right? go. Just just this is a self help podcast yeah. now. I Richard, it,
0: it went in a
1: different direction. I think that's a good yeah, way to wrap good. it up though. Yeah, it's I think very it it's a very lighthearted yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So thank you guys so much for watching. And thank you yeah, for thanks, coming on. Like fun. that was honestly thanks incredible. For having me, yeah. It was nice meeting you as well. Honestly, we that didn't was. introduce ourselves. Yeah, I'm Jack. Yeah, I'm Andre. Nice to meet you. Graham. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> I'm <laughs> smashed the like button. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on. That was well, a thank pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: So guys, make sure to subscribe. We'll link your information down below in the description. Thank you. I will finally know, push me over a million. Yeah, please. exactly. We're gonna get you to a million today. Thank you. Uh, add us on Instagram. Two free stocks from Weeble down below in the description. Mentorship group, we got that running right now. So if you want to talk, uh, Jack and I live twice a week. One like it's not one on one, but it may as well be. Yeah. But so if you want to join that, link down below in the description. Thank you so much, and until next time. Until next time. Whew.
1: Also, um, let's get a better introduction of Andre. Yeah. Just because, because I don't even think we mentioned the YouTube channel in the beginning. We just talked about yeah. uh, the card yeah. stuff. You're yeah, right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let me do it. Cool. And yeah, we're good. Right, cool.
1: Yeah. That was good. That was a good mix of fun. All right, Andre. So you're going to introduce us. It's the 22nd ever episode. We have made 7,333. 7,330.
2: Welcome to the 22nd episode. They have so far made seven thousand two thousand three (laughs) hundred thirty-three. You gotta say,
0: welcome to the 22nd ever episode. Ever.